Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. They've reached the summit of the Avalanche for 2022 Stanley Cup champions. It is episode 166 of For Future Considerations. We're in December. We're getting close, closer to some people's biggest day of the year. We've already had John's biggest day of the year. That's My right. biggest day of the year is coming up. And, and Manny's not here. So everybody got their Christmas wish a little bit early. <laughs> Man, Manny's uh, spinning on teacups somewhere. Or he's in... Uh, <laughs> what's the what's the mountain roller coaster one? What's that one oh, called? Oh, yeah. Space Mountain, is Space it? Space Mountain. Yeah, he could be in Space Mountain right now. It could be in Harry Potter land. I don't know. But it's just John and I holding down the fort this week. John, how are you? Good, good. I guess, uh, I don't know, only two of us have our priorities straight, man. He's putting his family ahead of his friends. God. I, I don't get it. I know uh, in one of our production meetings uh, about a month or so ago, we mentioned that he was going to go on vacation. You and I both told him it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, it's something that he can look at maybe doing a, like, Thursday to Sunday kind of trip. But no, he decided uh, <laughs> to go for the whole week, so... Um, I don't know, probably something he'll have to deal with in kangaroo court when he gets back. <laughs> That's right. I don't understand it. I mean, what's more important, your friends or your family? I mean, you can always make more kids to make up for your bad parenting. Of course. And look, when the kids get older, just tell them that they went. Take them long enough, they'll, they'll just start believing that it happened. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. yeah we're, <laughs> you know, Abby's... Abby's what, 14, 22, something like that. How old, how old is she? She'll figure it out. Like she, oh, right. yeah, I remember when we went there. That was that was a blast. <laughs> you don't actually have to go. That's right. That's right. Just convince them enough. Brainwash them a little bit more. Come on. <laughs> well, we're yeah. making our own memories here, John. That's right. You and I, that's, this is either going to be the best episode ever or the last episode ever. So... <laughs> Yeah, we'll see which way it goes. We should yeah. know in about half an hour. Which oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, hold tight. Lord knows what's about to happen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had my birthday. Jill and I went out for a nice lunch. I just uh, I didn't want to do too much. I said to Jill, like, Christmas is coming up. Let's just go out for a really good burger and fries. So there's a really good burger and fry place near us. And uh, we went and did that, and it was pretty low-key, really. So um, not too bad. What do you have planned for your uh, big birthday extravaganza? Oh, so I turned 41 on Saturday, right? Uh, and I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on on my birthday. Um, my little guy has got hockey in the morning. Um, I have, get this, John, you're, you'll love this. So um, one of the guys that is the head or whatever you want to call him of the of the U7 division, the, the Tecumseh uh, Eagles uh, <laughs> hockey program, right? Um, He's the coordinator, whatever you want to call him. He used to coach with uh, a team that I worked for. He's asking me last week, hey, when are you getting out there on the ice? You know, we need coaches. We need bodies. You know, the more the merrier. I haven't put skates on in two and a half years. I probably haven't been skating, like, on, on the regular in eight years, probably. Oh, wow. I've never played an organized game of hockey in my life. So now I'm on the ice coaching with this. Uh, this I can hardly <laughs> skate. Half the team, more than half the team are better skaters than me, and they're six years old. 
So you're not teaching them to skate backwards and uh, doing defensive drills, obviously. No, I'm a good I'm a good uh, morale guy. I'm just skating around, patting everybody on the butt with the the end of my stick. Hey, great job, great job. <laughs> so I, I, apparently, I'm on the ice now with uh, with them. So uh, I very well could fall and get a concussion and not remember my birthday, anyways. Wow. So I don't know what's coming up, but. I have no idea what uh, what the plan is for for Saturday night. My my girlfriend normally kicks up something. She hasn't told me a, th- a thing. I really have no idea. So uh, it'll be something, but <laughs> who knows what it is? <laughs> All right. So tune in next week to find out what Matt's uh, birthday extravaganza ended up being. <laughs> yeah, uh, extravaganza. Like, give me an ideal. What's your ideal Saturday? I don't know. And, Watch some hockey at a like burger and fries and pizza or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> let's just let's just do that. Yeah, let's not overcomplicate things here. No, really, come on. Now, when you were a kid, did you get the birthday and the Christmas separated, or on like December fourteenth, did they just do both for you, or what did you get? <laughs> no, my mom was very, very specific and detailed about. We do not start celebrating Christmas till after John's birthday. So, ah, very good. Until December fifth was my birthday, and then like maybe several days after that, the tree went up. So she kept okay. it very separate because she never wanted that to happen to me, and I never got a combination gift ever. So my mom was really, really. Um, careful about that so yeah i never that's, got a combination thing so that was nice. that's good that's good yeah. we were the same like mine's the 10th a little bit closer but um same thing the weekend of my birthday we would always go we used to get real trees when when we were young yeah, so the weekend after my birthday whatever it was we would go get the tree and and decorate it and all that stuff and um now i mean i the kids and i put the, my tree up um on sunday morning uh and all of my Christmas shopping is done, and wow. I really feel like my my birthday is just getting bypassed completely. Uh, my kids are not excited about it at all. They <laughs> roll their eyes when I tell them they're both counting down. There's only 20 days till Christmas. And yeah, but there's only like four more days till Dad's birthday. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what you have to look forward to for the rest of your life now. That's your yeah, birthday yeah, as a exactly. grown Exactly. I was telling them about their golden birthdays. So uh, I was born on the 10th. So her golden birthday is only four years now or three years away. And uh, Crosby's born on the 31st. So he's got a, a ways to go. Right. Says, well, oh, Crosby says, well, when is your golden birthday? I'm like, guy, I'm 41 years old. It's, it was 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, well, you, so you didn't you didn't get a real. No, I don't remember my golden. <laughs> it's 10 years old. I don't know. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah so uh there's very very little excitement around the dumashell house for <laughs> december the 10th very little <laughs> oh poor matt well yeah but thank you all for joining us on the birthday edition of <laughs> for right. future considerations and sticking with us through 166 episodes big thank you to everyone who has written in over the last week i know we've got a couple of real good questions in rapid fire this week from the email so keep those coming Yes, and for future considerations at gmail.com. The questions are getting a lot better too, aren't they? Yeah. They're they're good. I remember when Kiefer would ask some of these questions and uh would just be like, <laughs> What what's your favorite color? And now we're actually getting into some some good actual sports questions. It's great. Social media as well is is always, always blowing up. 
more views on that than uh, than anything you're going to see on on uh, FIFA's site that these days. <laughs> they don't have a lot going on. Podcast <laughs> FFC on Twitter and Instagram, and for future considerations on Facebook. That's right. And we want to start the show first by recognizing and honoring Ray McKelvey, who was the business manager for the Owen Sound Attack, but meant a lot more to that hockey club and the community. He was instrumental in bringing the Owen Sound Platers to Owen Sound and starting that history in that community. And uh, just the uh, the big description I've seen of him this week on almost all of the social media posts that I've seen is a gentleman. And he really was a gentleman. And I personally, I'm going to look forward to or so i I am personally going to miss seeing him every week. I always look forward to saying hello to him. Just a quick hello up in the booth. He passed away this week at the age of 87. The Sudbury Wolves did a really nice thing. They gave Mm -hmm. him a little bit of a tribute at the Sudbury Wolves game. So uh, condolences to the Owen Sound Attack organization and to Ray's family as well. Yeah, it was funny when putting this together. um, I had to go on the Attack website to find out what Ray's actual title was. And I mean, because it was it was everything. Yeah. Ray Ray was literally everything, like you said. Got the, the the program there, was able to fight to keep it there, and and uh, the ownership battles that, that that it was going through at the end of the possibility of the team getting relocated. He was always in the community. He was always going at the games at the arena. You'd see him. He'd talk to everybody. I remember just a couple of times that I'd had some conversations with him uh, and and he was just outstanding super super guy so yeah it was uh, he's he means so much more so much that community and that that team than uh, whatever you want to title uh, him for for his time he's he's about as as attack as the Owen sound attack are yeah absolutely I remember um, last game when he wasn't there I noticed I went Oh, I didn't see Ray tonight. And there, you know that uh, you're an important part of uh, the game day experience when there's 3,000 people in there. And I remember that I didn't see Ray that weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, he will very much be missed. I'm sure they're going to do a big tribute to him at the next attack game, which is uh, coming up this Saturday. That's going to be a, a full house. And uh, I can only imagine the services and stuff that, that will take place in the in the city around uh, around Ray are, are going to be uh, just, just massive outpouring of people. And with that in our thoughts, let's get to the debate portion of our show. And we'll start with the No One Sound Attack connection. Oh, and look out. Got clipped pretty hard there yeah, by nobody, Bennington. Nobody saw it. Jason So now they do. Now they are pointing at the goaltender, Bennington. Here we go. Bennington's not done, guys. Yeah, he's yapping at the Penguins yep. bench right now. He came off his helmet off right away. He knew he was coming out and did a flyby. St. Louis Blues goaltender Jordan Bennington found himself in trouble again with referees and his head coach. Bennington was assessed a 10-minute misconduct for inciting early in the second period of Saturday's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. After the game, St. Louis head coach Craig Berube had this to say. Was this a case of Jordan just getting frustrated there? Yeah, 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 pretty much, and it's got to stop. Would you, would you that like, doesn't help anything. Pardon me? It doesn't help anything. Yeah, would you like him to just to be more yeah, even? Yeah, just, just play goal, stop the puck. What do you think of Jordan's actions and the reputation he's getting in the NHL? Yeah, the reputation for sure. Uh, I mean, this is absolutely not the first incident that we've we've seen from, from Jordan. I know he's had a, thrown a few body checks on the ice. There was the water bottle toss at Nazem Kadri uh, in the playoffs too. And, and then this one where he just reaches across and, and hits Jason Zucker in the face with the glove and, and then basically skates off 
chirping the Pittsburgh bench uh, after he got pulled and, and gave up four goals in the game. Uh, it is starting to get old uh, for sure, and and I think it's you know it's some it's telling in in Jordan's career, and he is an incredible competitor, and we both saw that. Uh, as uh, with Owen Sound as, as a, a, the attack goaltender, the time there, there was something amusing about it uh, in the beginning, um, and then you start losing, and the mm-hmm. team starts playing poorly, and coming into it, you're in the twelfth spot in the Western Conference, and all of a sudden, this is like okay. Uh, I think Craig, uh, Craig Berube said it best: just just stop the puck, just worry about stopping the puck, because he's not having a great year on the ice either. Yeah, that's right. It, these things do get old. Like, remember Manny in baseball? Everyone's like, oh, Manny's just being Manny. And then Manny just being Manny got pretty friggin' sickening after a while. So you don't want to become one of these guys who gets a reputation. And then all of a sudden, your team that you're playing for doesn't want you anymore. And then you're now relegated to playing for teams that are a pro- looking for a project or looking to reclaim yeah. a guy or rehabilitate a guy. Because then you're going to find yourself on teams with a lot of egos, maybe not a lot of talent or a lot of issues, that kind of thing. When you start getting this reputation, you're literally going to cost yourself millions of dollars and possibly years in the league. So it's time to stop screwing around now. Like he, he knows he's a character. He embraces being a character. He laughs at it. Everybody did laugh at it. But like you said, when you're not winning, it starts to get pretty sickening. Yeah. And, and realistically, no, the water bottle, the Nazim Kadri, I defended him with that. I thought it was Mm. kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're trying to get under somebody's skin. It's a playoff series. You know, I get it. I, I didn't think too much about that at all. But this is like on ice in games, you know, mm-hmm. that's not where there's, there hasn't really been a goalie, maybe Ron Hextall, that, that has the yeah. antics in game, like you see with, with Jordan Biddington. There's a fine line be- between being competitive and, and yeah, like you're saying, go behind the net to to stop the puck and move the puck along, and then blow the guy up as he comes uh, skating through and behind the net. Or this, just reaching across and hitting Jason Zucker in the face for no real reason. You know, now now you're starting to hurt the team. The yeah. penalty I was surprised ended up being two, ten minutes for mis, uh, for inciting. Those are penalties to me that if the NHL wants to crack this stuff down, that's a two minute penalty. That's a four-minute penalty. Now your team's got to kill off a penalty because of you, not necessarily just 10-minute misconduct and, and you're gone. He's right. getting pulled anyways. But, yeah, like the the in-game stuff is the stuff that's got to stop, uh, especially when you're drawing penalties and ultimately when you're not actually helping the team. Yeah, we'll see where this goes from here. When your coach is uh, finding you difficult to work with and he's willing to say it publicly, you can only imagine what's being said behind the scenes to his general manager and um, what the organization is thinking. So, boy, oh boy, you're shortening your career with that kind of stuff. And now sticking with hockey, not sure if you heard them, the comments from Boston Bruins announcer Jack Edwards this week talking about lightning forward Pat Maroon. Listed 238 pounds. That was day one of training camp. I got a feeling he's had a few more pizzas between then and now. Inadvertent fasting for Pat Maroon is like four hours without a meal. (laughs) But hey, three cups in a row, who can argue with his formula? What do you think of those comments, Matt? Well, first off, Jack Edwards sounds hammered. (laughs) Absolutely hammered. (laughs) 
Like he makes one comment. Okay, okay, what, whatever. I mean, Pat Maroon's won three Stanley Cups, but okay, we'll we'll joke that he's a little bit bigger. Mm. But then it just kept going, and I think there was a whistle in between, and it kept going. Yeah, <laughs> but by the end, it was his had four meals a day. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Pat Maroon was very, very good in his response in trying to turn this around because this very well could have just gotten like either no comment whatsoever or <laughs> he just makes Jack Edwards look more like a lunatic than he does in the comments. But there, there's no place for that in a, in announcing or in any sp- sport behind a microphone. Like this isn't as significant as some of the the comments that have been made by other broadcasters that have lost their jobs. But you you can't say this on the air. Start making fun of somebody who's won the Stanley Cup three years in a row at one point because he's overweight. Come on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's an announcer trying to, I don't know if he's trying to make a name for himself or what. I know know in Boston, they pride themselves. There's a lot of people in the media in Boston who have a crusty personality, and that's just kind of the attitude of that town. Working class, kind of snarky and a little edgy and that kind of thing. But yeah, when you're getting into a guy's like personal um, observations about a, someone's uh, weight and appearance and things like that. It, you're going a little too far. Like it's yeah. getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. If I'm someone at Ness and I'm talking to, to Jack Edwards and going, okay, knock it off. Now this is getting stupid. <laughs> it is uh, cut, cut out the, cut out the tequila uh, intermission as well, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And uh, the college football playoffs have been announced. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State have all reached the Final Four. A couple of questions on this one. First, do you think they got the four teams right? And secondly, who do you have winning it all? It seems like I don't know much about college football or pay much attention to college football, but it seems like they got it right. Uh, I, I haven't seen a lot uh, other than you know the regular Alabama fans and, and uh, media. You know, Alabama could beat – three of these four teams easily if they got it. They, just, they didn't get in. They weren't good enough. Right. You know, TCU, that, that's that's cool. I mean, they're they're hardly in uh, in any sort of playoff or you don't hear much of them. So it's neat to see a little bit of, of uh, fresh air in there for sure. Um, but Michigan is in trouble. They lost their starting running back uh, to, to injury. Even though they win the Big Ten Championship, they do that pretty easily over Purdue to, to seal the deal and, and finish number two. To me, the the excitement or the interest in this is the possibility, and it's not great, the possibility of a Michigan-Ohio State national championship. Oh, and we talked yeah. about college football rivalries last week. That would be – that's a national holiday. That's – that's <laughs> uh, they're not going to be working when this game gets played anyways. But right. this is a, a day off, full week, bigger than the Super Bowl – possibility now from everything that i see in in reading about the these matchups because i don't know anything about these teams realistically sounds like georgia should beat up ohio state pretty good michigan should beat up tcu pretty good and then georgia should beat up michigan pretty good is what it sounds like we need for michigan to get into a national championship game it's been a while mm-hmm. jordan uh, you know for for john harbaugh as well the head coach 
a little bit of redemption after some terrible, terrible years. He's now beaten Ohio State two years in a row, maybe gets to a national championship. That's that's a pretty good run for him. But uh, it sounds like uh, really the only interest that I would possibly have in this is if it ends up going to Michigan-Ohio State in the final. Right. Right. Um, what do you think of um, his chances of being a coach in the NFL if Michigan overachieves? Is that realistic or would he stay with Michigan, do you think? I think he's always wanted to go to the NFL. I, I think he's used the Michigan platform to get into the NFL, and I think he continues to use it because I don't I'm not a, I'm not a Jim Harbaugh guy, but right. um, he it, every year it ends up being conversation and he has to go after, after this big, you know, I'm a Michigan guy. It's, it's almost, it's almost to me has the feel of like he's leaking it so that right. he can come out and say how big a Michigan guy he is. But listen, if you, if somehow you get through this and win a national championship, especially from a college football standpoint, I don't know that there's anything else you really need to do once you've won a national championship in college football. The next step is just going into the NFL at some point, right? I mean, Nick Saban has stayed in Alabama because he's got just a a license to print money there. There's a few of these programs that, you know, have like Debo Debo Sweeney or Debo, is that his name, Debo Sweeney in uh, in Clemson. Um, Some of these programs, I mean, it's a job for life. But uh, Jim Jim Harbaugh has always, to me, seemed like, He's, he's just waiting to get back into the NFL. And if right. you win a national championship, then there's no more reason to be here. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I got to be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. And now this time would normally be our play of the week, and we would usually reveal it on the show, thanks to all of your voting. But in this case, we're going to do what we call a tease in the industry. We're going to make you go to our Twitter page, Podcast FFC, and find out who this week's winner is. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Make we like to do that one. once in a while, you know, get the yeah. social media humming. Yeah, yeah. We're not spoon feeding this to people anymore. <laughs> That's right. We want to make Manny's notifications go nuts while he's on vacation too. I want to run up his data while he's in Florida. With yeah, and and like you got to comment on it too because you'll get you'll you'll ding for the like and then it'll ding for the comment and yeah, well, you got to keep it going. Does yeah. anybody have uh, anybody have that Alfonso Davies goal uh, pulled up anymore? Can somebody <laughs> unlike and like that one again uh-huh. just to get just to get that going? What kind of mess? <laughs> Got a message? Can we send down there to uh, to old Manny <laughs> down at Disney? Let's really blow this podcast, this uh, this play of the week up. Who knows what the nominees are going to be? It could just be him on uh, on the swings throwing up his dinner. Who knows? <laughs> but in, anyway, our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings. Quality that shows. Remember. Uh, we will post the four videos for you to vote for on the Monday, and then we will reveal the options for you most times on the, the Wednesday episodes. You can always find the details of Podcast FFC on Twitter. There's been some movement in the MLB free agent market this week, with Tampa Bay handing out their highest free agent contract in history, a three-year, $40 million deal to former Philadelphia Philly starter Zach Eflin. And Jacob deGrom is leaving the Mets for a five-year, $185 million deal with the Texas Rangers. We'll leave the Justin Verlander deal for next week so you and Manny can debate that because we know Manny will have an opinion on that one. But what do you think of these deals? Yeah, the DeGrom deal could go to six years, 
222 uh, with a player option at the at the end there. I mean, for for the Jacob Degrom deal, I mean that's that's wild. That's a yeah. lot. And Texas is spending. We know that they spent a ton on on uh, the Blue Jays guys whose name I'm going to forget again. It's the second week in a row. <laughs> that I and then uh, they they get a ton on on Seager. They spend a, a ton there to kind of get that started. Now they get Jacob Degrom. I mean, I, that's what pitchers are going for. I, I get it, and I'm surprised again that the starter is getting that much more because starters are going so much less. Right um, for the Mets who were building off of something, it looked like they were they were starting to turn things around and, and headed down the right path. Uh, they didn't get too much uh, out of this, out of DeGrom in the last couple of years. Um, and they've got Justin Verlander now to replace DeGrom in, in that rotation. But here's the thing with Jacob DeGrom. The numbers are outstanding. Outstanding numbers. 2019, a 243 ERA, 11 wins, 8 losses, 32 starts. Hmm. But in 2020, he made 12 starts. 2021, he made 15 and this year he made 11, and he's got injury history, and he's going to be 35 this year. His birthday is uh, he'll be he'll be 35 in the summer. So that's that's a risky deal yeah. for Texas for sure. I mean, it's an easy take for Degrom, and and in that West Division, we know what the American League West looks like, or or how it normally shapes up. Houston again is going to be very good. And everybody else stinks. So this is a opportunity again. The American League in general stinks. Right. So Texas could get a couple more pieces in there. They they've got a decent a decent rotation at the end. Adding Degrom's a big one uh, for sure. But man, oh man, that's that's a that's a risky one. That one that one I don't like at all. And the Zach Eflin one just just boggles my mind that that Tampa has not spent that much and continues to to do really really well and always be in the mix and, and that Zach Eflin's the guy that they decide to go out there almost fits because he's not in any way, shape or form a big name or superstar or anything like that, but he's a very good pitcher. He's very good. And so he'll be a, an interesting fit in that Tampa rotation as well, just because, you know, his numbers are always in the low fours ERA on a pretty good uh, Phillies team the last few years. So to go to Tampa, there, again, should be pretty good, but that's a very tough division. So it'll be interesting to see how he bounces from that. Yeah, it's amazing that Tampa Bay manages to do that well in that division, spending as little as they do, and they do it consistently year after year. It's impressive. Yeah, no, if it works for them. There's, there's no reason to change it. So they spent a ton of money, and, and if you were to guess – uh, I think in 10 years, if you were to do a trivia question of who the Tampa Bay Rays, the highest free agent signing they've ever made, is, I don't think Zach Eflin is going to be the answer. But, uh, you know, it's it's showing that they're at least willing to put some money out there. And this is all, I think, leading into the stadium deal that they're talking about. Right. And all like, this is all just part of showing their their dedication to Tampa Bay and, and county and you know, yeah, I think it, it it's part of the that whole picture. But yeah, it's uh, all the justification for get us out of this terrible building. <laughs> for sure, for sure, hundred percent. If Zach Eflin is the reason the Tampa Bay Rays get to leave Tropicana Field, they'll build a statue for him at the at the new one. <laughs> Are you ready? 
And now it's time for Rapid Fire, where we throw some listener questions at you, quickly replying. By quickly, I mean this will probably be our longest segment of the week. Fair, (laughs) fair, yeah. yeah, Absolutely. We start in college football, where Coach Prime Deion Sanders is climbing the ranks as a head coach, and he's left Jackson State for a head coaching job at Colorado. Tony and Blenheim wants to know if we see Deion as an NFL head coach one day. Man, um... So Colorado stinks. They were like <laughs> one in eleven, uh, and as a Power Five uh, player, <clears throat> so it's a big move. It's a big haul for Colorado uh, to get uh, to get Dion. And it sounds like already through the transfer wire, there's going to be a bunch of players from from Jackson State that are going to be moving up with him um, okay. and and playing or, or transferring to, to Colorado when the time comes to. I don't. I don't see him as an NFL head coach. Um, I think. I think Dion likes still, and just hearing all the interviews and seeing footage and stuff, still think Dion likes being the the big star on campus. Right. Literally, uh, you know, there's a little Van Wilder complex there for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that that would fit in the NFL. Uh, so I would at this point say no. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, eh? Because if you go to the NFL, I mean, you've really got to put up or shut up. And whereas right now he's got a pretty sweet, uh, pretty sweet little niche uh, sort of carved out for himself there. Yeah, I think you might want to be a big fish in a small pond. I think you're right. But I mean, if he, again, if he if he's he's still got one more college move to make. I don't think he goes from Colorado to the NFL as a head coach. Right. I don't think that's possible. Would he go as a defensive coordinator? I don't think that's possible either. I, I think he's a head coach to head coach to head coach guy. So right. you go to Colorado and turn that program around, you probably have one more move in college football to a big program, win there, and then maybe you're making the jump. Right. So that might be six, seven years down the road, and, and maybe he'll have changed by a coach uh, as a coach by then. But right now, I, I, I don't see it being a fit. Mitch Marner is on a 19-game point streak, a new franchise record for the Toronto Maple Leafs as we record this. We've asked about Austin Matthews and where he ran- Austin Matthews and where he ranks among the best Leafs of all time. But Andrew Brampton wants to know where does Mitch Marner rank? Hmm. Oh, that's a great <laughs> question. Yeah, that's a great question. And looking at at their stats together, so this is. Um, at the time that we record, very well could change a little bit, but Marner's got more points than Austin Matthews in his Toronto Maple Leafs career. I still think Austin Matthews is the best player the Toronto Maple Leafs have ever had. Right. Having said that, where do I put Mitch Marner? Maybe I'm undervaluing Mitch Marner way more than I, I should have because, I mean, <clears throat> uh, realistically, is he Daryl Sittler? Is he Dave Keon? Is he Matt Sundin? I don't. I don't think so. But I guess he is. Right at the pace that he's on and the numbers that he's been putting up and where he compares to some. So I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't think so. But I guess. Right. <laughs> is that, does that make any sense? I don't yeah, think he yeah. is. I, I don't think he is. A, like when you're talking about all time greats, do I imagine a time that? that Mitch Marner's number 16 is in the rafters at, uh, at the Scotiabank. 
It's, no, I, I don't see it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, if he stays the whole, if he stays with Toronto a lot longer, wins a cup somehow, keeps the pace up for the numbers that he has. I think, if anything, I think Mitch Marner is is a product of getting to play with Austin Matthews and William Nylander and some of these great offensive players that he gets to play with. Right. That may be undervaluing what Mitch Marner does, but to me, he's just he's just not in that top tier. Right, right. And I felt bad for him, too, that uh, he scores that historic goal and they lose yet another game in overtime. It kind of, yeah. took the, kind of took the luster off of it for him that night. For sure. But, I mean, he's up there for sure. It's just he's not all the way up there for me. Right. Well, we're both massive soccer fans. Oh! <laughs> and with, right? Huge. <laughs> and with the World Cup continuing, I know it's a shock. We've kind of buried this story, but here we are. Um <laughs> We're going about as far as we can in the uh, For Future Considerations global reach for this question. Malcolm in Birmingham, England, wants wow. us to come. Yeah, isn't that amazing? He wants us to commit to watching the rest of the World Cup after it gets down to the quarterfinals. Will we do it? Well, what's in it for us? Exactly. I know he's all wound up. England beat Senegal or something like that, whatever it was on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, guys. <laughs> And then they'll be back in action. So if you like soccer, you can stop listening. But if <laughs> if you do, from what I can understand, Saturday, this Saturday, 2 o'clock Eastern time, is going to be England and France in the quarterfinals, which sounds like it would be a massive game. Uh, so, so check that one out. Um, no, I'm not going to watch. I haven't watched any of it since <laughs> it started. My only hope was this one flying bet that I had that England and Spain were going to play each other in the World Cup final. They can't. The the way the bracket works out, they can't play each other in the final. So I don't care anymore. I actually care less, (laughs) if possible, than I did when this whole thing started. It's the one thing I had going for it. It's over. (laughs) Malcolm, no, I'm not paying attention to it at all. Uh, Poor man. He's going to be so disappointed in us. (laughs) <laughs> oh, of course he is. What's he expecting anyways? No, that's true. That's he's, true. he's still recovering from the their game yesterday. I didn't poor, poor poor Manny and his family getting ready to go out on the on the rides yesterday. He's looking at the clock. Oh, got to go. <laughs> got to see right. how we do against the Swiss. <laughs> Stop it. Well, Malcolm, I'll say um Germany and Spain was supposed to be one of the best games of uh, the uh, the group stage. And I thought, okay, everyone's talking about it. They're saying this is the match of the tournament up till now. I'm going to watch it. And the diving, I couldn't handle the diving. It was just, <laughs> there was so much of it. And I was just driving me crazy. And I thought, this is the best match of the tournament. And every 20 seconds, someone is down on the field. It was just, I couldn't do it. I could oh. not do it. It's and it, the the slide and just the 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 penalties are one thing and and you know some of them can be pretty brutal when you get a spike in the face. But yes. man, the sliding and the arms up in the air and oh, it's it's really it's it's the the beautiful game or whatever. It's, are you kidding me? When you're considered one of the best footballers in the world, can you really walk around and hold your head high and go, yeah, did you see the way I grabbed my head when someone brushed my shoulder and then laid down on the ground like I'd been shot? Wasn't yeah. that amazing? 
Yeah, there's drawing oh. penalties in, in every every sport, for sure. Mm-hmm. Basketball is getting to be just as dramatic. Yes. But soccer will always and forever be the t- top of the list for that. Yes. One thing I'm proud of Canada for, they don't do as much of that as a lot of other teams, which I was very, very happy about. Fair enough. And continuing on rapid fire, our boy Scribs has a great question for us. More of a would you rather okay. than, a, than a real question. But so, okay. Matt, so here it is. Would you rather be the ace of your pitching staff? Okay. A star three-hole hitter. Okay. A lights-out closer. Mm. Or the flashy gold glove shortstop. Okay. Okay. So, like, the three-hole hitter... Like you're talking Miguel Cabrera, game on the line, home run hitter, three hundred something uh, batting average. You know you're looking at what Aaron Judge might end up getting paid out here pretty soon. Uh, yep. Baseball yep. in the winter meetings and all that. I also look at Jacob Degrom, right? Yeah, six year, two hundred. <laughs> it could be six years, two hundred and twenty-two million. The guy's play, pitched thirty something games in three years. Yeah, that's he's pretty good. to get paid like this. Look, if, so what would I want to do? I I would still. I've always said I would love to know or feel a bat in my hand, hitting a ball out of a major league stadium, just to feel what that feels like in the hands holding a bat. Right. But I'm going with the ace because I'm going to go out there and K all these bastards down, <laughs> and then I'm going to take four days off, and then I'm going to come out and do it again. <laughs> I want the ball. Give me the ball in game seven in the playoffs. I only got to make six playoff appearances. I get to hang around the rest of the time and prank other guys in the clubhouse. Give give me the ace every day. (laughs) See, I kind of thought of it in a different way. I thought all of those other ones, like being the ace or being the three-hole hitter or the lights-out closer, there's a lot of pressure in that. You go into Mm -hmm. a game knowing you're going to be in a pressure situation. But if you're the gold-glove shortstop, you just have to react when the moment comes. You don't have to think about it beforehand, so you don't have to get all tense and tight. So maybe I like that better. Okay, so you you would be okay. I want to be the I want to be the Justin Verlander of our pitching staff, and you want to be the guy that hits two hundred but scoops the ball really well in, in the starting of double plays. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah, There's room right. for that. There's room for those guys for sure. <laughs> Which one is Manny? Which one do you think Manny would be? Oh, that's a good one. See, he's a big, like, Manny likes to really prepare. I think he's a pressure guy. I think he wants to be the light out, lights out closer. Okay. So I was going to say he's the chicks dig the long ball, three-hole hitter, uh, hit yeah. runs, all kinds of jewelry, just tattoos <laughs> everywhere, sports cars. That's I think that's where Manny uh, lives right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's the, that. He's the three-hole hitter. He's the... Uh, <laughs> he's, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's the way that he lands. Okay, yeah, Scribs. We're gonna ask Manny on the next show. Yeah, so, that's uh, a good one. That's a good yeah. one. And lastly, Jack from Midland knows Manny's in Disney right now with his family, and uh, without him able to defend himself, he wants to know which Disney princess we think Manny is most like. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, being an expert on Disney princesses. Yeah, you've got as young I am, kids. Um, like he's not, uh, it wouldn't count for, for like Moana or Elsa and Anna or anything like that. Um, 
He doesn't have very long hair, so he couldn't be Rapunzel. <laughs> um, hmm, man. Wow, that's a tough one. That is. Like, you know, Cinderella living with the evil stepsisters and all that stuff. There's no real connection there. No, no. Wow. You know, uh, you know what I could see Manny doing? I could see Manny getting bo- being born... There's a great celebration. The whole community's come together. All of Portugal is there to, to celebrate his birth. And then a wicked sorceress shows up and puts a spell on him that on his 16th birthday, he's going to prick his finger on something and die. And he'd be dumb enough to do it. <laughs> And luckily, he's got very, very godmothers or fairy, uh, whatever the, the fairies were, Mary, uh, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether. <laughs> and, and then he's just sleeping because he loves to sleep and he needs to get some sleep. He needs yeah, to he get sleeps some about sleep. an hour and a half a day. That's so right. I think he'd get a good couple years rest. And then yeah. a prince comes along and gives him a true love's kiss. <laughs> And he rides <laughs> So I think he's Aurora. I think he's Sleeping Beauty. Wow, yeah, that's a good one, actually. I, that's the best answer anyone could come up with. That is I excellent. Think, I, think Manny, I think Manny is our Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> that is what do you fantastic. think, John? Do you know a lot about the Disney princesses? No, I really don't. I had to Google them here and uh, take a look. Who do you think was... is the prettiest? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm kind of an aerial guy. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's the is it the fin for you, or is it the red <laughs> hair? Or yeah, it's it's the red hair. Actually, she's okay. kind of exotic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's got a fiery personality. She yeah. doesn't listen yeah. to her father, so she's a little <laughs> rebellious that way. That's right. <laughs> Seems like she's got some good friends. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. trying to think. There was a girl in, uh, when I was in junior high, there was a girl in grade 10, Lori Wiskin, and she had red hair. And uh, she, mm. Ariel's always reminded me of her. So okay. there's my there's my grade eight crush coming back. Okay, there you go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> How did we get on to Disney princesses? <laughs> it's, uh, it's Jack's fault. <laughs> Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. All right, now it's time for Pump It or Dump It. Okay. And we've been ranking the songs of the World Cup. The last one got our best rating so far. This week, it's the final one of the four World Cup songs. Okay. Here we go. Look who we are. We are the dreamers. We make it happen. Because we can see it. That song is called Dreamers by BTS, Jungkook. Matt, is this at the top of the list? And if not, which one has been your favorite so far? No, no, this isn't. This is a little uh, a little too three theatrical for me, I think. It's uh, very, very dramatic. Um, <laughs> no, I, that, the one last week was still the best one for sure. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with this one, actually. I like that. Oh! 
Yeah, I like the whole group vibe. It's very motivational. I feel like it's it's inspiring. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm all about this one. Okay, so if you you could listen to this over and over and over again, Malcolm will get you all geared up for the the World Cup, and you're going to be watching that the rest of the way. Oh, Just absolutely! Yeah, if I listen to this, I feel like I could run out and play. Yeah, oh, you you could run out. You could flop with the best of them out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I might even trip over my untied shoelaces and go down. <laughs> the only guy that goes out there that gets a penalty drawn on himself as he wipes out. <laughs> oh! Lailing arms. Falling. John, John, you haven't even been subbed in yet. You ran into the water, boy. <laughs> yep. Done. Doesn't even make it on the field. <laughs> Went all the way to Qatar. Didn't get on the field. Doesn't even get there. <laughs> And that brings this week's debate to an end. Well, remember to follow us all week long on social media, Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram, for future considerations on Facebook. It's always happening. Check it out. Make sure that you give us a follow and share it with your friends. That's right. And we want to thank our sponsors on this episode, as always. London Awnings, quality that shows. Shane Topolovic. He'd get on the field and he'd make an impact. Oh, Next geez. Level Athletics in Windsor. Yeah, Shane is like the guys that aren't flopping when Shane comes running around. They would, <laughs> they are being carted off on a regular basis with Shane's ball like on the field. The only one who probably would take his shoe off and and spike someone right in the face on a on a on a corner kick. I don't know if that's possible, but he'd do it. He'd do it. Don't forget as well, if you have any questions, the questions have been unreal for the last like couple weeks. You guys are really starting to hit your stride. We appreciate it. Keep asking questions. Keep sending us an email as well for future considerations at gmail.com. That's right. And don't worry, we'll be racking up the uh, attractiveness of this show once again when Manny returns. Uh, the, uh, the quotient, the beauty quotient will go back up again, the Disney princess kind of thing. Um <laughs> Aurora will be back. Aurora will be back. (laughs) So, Matt, enjoy your birthday celebrations this weekend, whatever they happen to be. I'm sure they're going to be fantastic. Yeah, we'll find out what that is. But happy birthday to you, too. Thanks thanks a lot for listening, everybody, and and celebrating with us. Have a a piece of cake and and a shot for us this week for your buddies. (laughs) We'll catch up with you next time on For Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.